and I pull the mic to my face, and it's time to podcast. What's going on, Jordan? It's podcasting time. It's been 84 years. In the time since we last podcasted, Orlando City has not not has won every single match. They have won nine points. Seattle has finally scored. I, I knew been this elim- was coming. I knew this was coming. Been eliminated from the Champions League, which I was very sad about. New York was eliminated from the Champions League. Toronto advanced to the final. And Liverpool Football Club has not lost and proceeded to the semifinal of the UEFA Champions League. Oh, and Man City won the title, but yeah. But who cares about that? It's just the league. It's just, it's just a bunch league. of money, no big deal. It's not like Liverpool's going to win the league next year and get the treble or anything. We'll talk about that when it, when it comes. Cheers to that. What's going on with you? Do you know what I did last Saturday? You went to the Indy 11 game. I did. Me correctly. I went to the uh, Indy 11's first ever home game in the USL. Not to mention the fact in... In Lucas Oil Stadium. Where they had the largest ever attendance for an Indian 11 match. 17,535 people came out of their homes in Indianapolis and went some to of sun- them with boots on because it was snowing oh, okay it was not snowing that day it was raining okay fine frozen water that was melting was falling from the sky it's called slush there was actually no snow on the ground but wait that's beside the point uh and from what I heard about 1,500 of those came from this some city in southwest Ohio wearing blue and orange. I hear that city has good chili. That's not what you're hearing from the Brickyard Battalion. Wait, what? The theme from the Brickyard Battalion, which is the supporters group for Indy 11, was Your Chili Sucks. <laughs> Now, personally, I had a little trouble chanting that because I personally enjoy Cincinnati Skyline Chili. I wouldn't even chant it. I, 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 There is a Skyline Chili. Skyline Chili, for those of you who don't know, is a Ohio staple. Mm-hmm. It is the Portillo's of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And the... One of very few that is outside the state of Ohio is actually in Naples, Florida, where the owner has his retirement home, where the founder of Skyline Chili established a branch to make all of his travels to and from his vacation home travel expenses for work. And I go there one, four or five times a year, and I partake of a three-way. Not what you think of when you hear three-way. A three-way is one part spaghetti, one part cheese, and one part the best chili in this entire world. They put cinnamon in their chili. You can find it in your freezer aisle. This podcast is not brought to you by Skyline Chili. Though we can dream. We can dream. 
but they can contact us if they want to because FC Cincinnati is a fun team to cheer for. So you, you get a three bay, but not a Coney. I, I, I actually have in my previous fat lives gotten both. I at one point in my life ordered a three way and two chi- chili cheese Coney's. I walked out weighing three pounds more and was happier because of it. I'm now on a diet and... And you also have this thing called diabetes, which, you know... Yeah, that would... that I, My diabetes never fares well at Skyline Chili. But yeah. But anyway, uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, loved standing and cheering with Brickyard Battalion. Uh, didn't get the result we wanted, but uh, when you go home from a soccer match and you have little to no voice that evening or the next day, it's a good day. You've done soccer correctly in the United States, which means don't be a Man United fan and just be a tourist attraction. You actually cheer for your team. Yes, I went there. In other, in other words, support local soccer. Support local soccer and ale, ale, ale. And with that, this has been and will be and will always be the American Soccer Broadcast. I'm Alex Ryder, joined by a man that's debut in MLS would make Zlatan Ibrahimovic blush, Jordan Hawkins. That is arguably the best, the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. I try. We are the American Soccer Broadcast, and even though we've been gone for three weeks, we're here to talk about soccer, and boy, oh boy, Jordan, do we have soccer to talk about. We have lots of soccer to talk about. You want to talk about domestic? You want to talk about kicking the uh, uber-loving crap out of... Mexico's women, which is in no way derogatory or sexist. Or we could talk or about... racist. The... No, it's not racist because they're a Mexican team. Or we could talk about the men's lukewarm performance in North Carolina. And get a remix going in. Sorry. I'm not editing that out either. That's the best part. What do you think? You've got let's, you're let's the one with the notepad. The, let's talk about the man against Paraguay. Where'd you watch the match? I watched it from my living room. That's boring. Does Indiana Indiana not your part of Indiana not have a American Outlaws club? We do, but I have to drive an hour to get there. Yeah, that's that's like right on the border of not being worth it. I drive about half an hour to Fort Myers to watch with my guys and it's 100% worth it every time because this place has incredible pizza. I had a shout out to Stevie Tomatoes sports page in Fort Myers, Florida where the American laws of Fort Myers assemble at least and incredible pizza. But the fact that we're talking about pizza and our American Outlaws bars, which I highly recommend you look up your local American Outlaws bar 
it's a fun place to meet fellow soccer nut nutcases and to cheer on U.S. soccer. But in all honesty, it'll make matches such as the one we watched a couple weeks ago a lot more entertaining than they actually are. I called uh, I called be... this a very lukewarm performance, even though we won. Well, it, I'll be honest. It was more entertaining than the match against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Wait, that was an actual match? I thought that was just a practice that they broadcasted on television. One would think so. But, yeah. Well, but we actually won this one. Uh, Which... One to zero. Who who I it's been so long I can't even remember who scored. Was it Bobby Wood? It was Bobby Wood off a penalty which was won by uh Tyler Adams. And thank God that Tyler Adams was out there because he went to Orlando the next week and sat on the bench. But we can talk about domestic later. But um despite this being a what some would call a snooze fest. Uh, I thought it was an all-around solid performance, actually. Uh, what makes you say that? For several reasons, actually. Um, one, uh, I thought there was a very good defensive transition, uh, meaning that once uh, U.S. players lost the ball, they immediately went after it and won it back, which we didn't necessarily see in World Cup qualifying. World Cup qualifying was where we relearned how to do passing because we were switching out so many bodies that we didn't have a cohesive group. Throughout World Cup qualifying, you saw the tran- the clear transition from the and it was very drastic. You didn't see over time phasing players in and out. Whereas since then, we've basically dropped a bunch of players in favor of quite a few young guns, whether they be from in Europe or in the U.S., which is is good on the account that we're actually looking to the future, but is bad because we should have been doing this nine months ago when the situation was more dire and we didn't have to deal with the fact that there were 23andMe commercials on Fox Sports 1 talking about the fact that cheer for the team that traces to your ancestry, not cheer for the team for the country you're watching Fox Sports on. Not happy. Still bitter. It's been seven months. On that note, uh, I also thought... Uh, my 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 fiancé left me nine months ago, and the U.S. not qualifying for the World Cup is still the most heartbreaking thing to happen to me in 2017. No, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I wasn't asking you to. <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, we love soccer. Gosh darn right. Here's the thing about that match. I'm going to say one more thing and then I'll let you talk a little bit actually. But what you're you were talking about transitioning. I was very impressed by two things. I was impressed by the passing, which is a sentence I haven't put together ever in my 4 years of being a soccer fan because 
the U.S. hasn't known how to pass since Landon Donovan retired. But I was very happy to see, especially that midfield lineup, being able to at least line up and get pass, accurate passes going. Even if the passes didn't result in in anything more than a chance, it was good to see that build-up play, especially in front of such a small crowd. We talked it last time about where this match was played. There's only 10,000 people there, which was cool because they sold out a USL stadium, but it doesn't change the fact that it was a smaller stadium because this was a smaller friendly. I hope we see more of those matches where you see, I would love, we got to see the women last year at um, University of Cincinnati at FC Cincinnati Stadium, which name escapes me even though I was Nippert Stadium. Nippert Stadium, which I believe I read this to you the other day, but did you know Nippert Stadium is named after a player that actually died shortly after playing there because he received lead poisoning or some kind of poisoning from yeah, it was some the... poisoning from a pre-race uh pre-game chicken race and the feces that was on the field. Fun fact. The more you know. The stadium was expanded by his grandparents, which led to the naming of the stadium, which FC Cincinnati tends to sell out even to this day. But, yeah, I would love to see more of the USL playing now. Yeah, as, more as what USL I... stadiums. Not football stadiums or another 15 billion games at StubHub Center. We already know that LA... Soccer fans are only fans of their local team and not U.S. soccer. So, also let's uh, also let's end the love love relationship between U.S. soccer and Levi Stadium. I disagree. I like it. I only like it for it's big just, games, the, but I it like seems it. Seems like every other game is being played there. I think only two games have ever been played there, if my memory serves me correctly, but that's a lot for a stadium that's only been open for five games. Fun fact, who was the first team to ever win at Levi Stadium? I'm guessing not the Niners. No, Chicago Bears. It was also the game where the Chicago Bears injured the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, and Colin Kaepernick came in as a backup. So, you're welcome, world. The Chicago Bears created Colin Kaepernick. My final comment about, the, despite our ADD-ness, about this match against Paraguay is the fact that it finally happened, everybody. Timothy Way has been capped. Prepare Ye the way of Timothy Way, my friends. Our prayers have been answered. He had several good plays, but they brought him in so late that I didn't think he had enough time to actually show his stuff. I, I can't remember exactly. Did they bring him like after the 80th minute? It was between the 75th and 80th minute. Yeah, it was. It was, it was pretty late. late. Subs- it was a pretty late substitute, but it was greeted even for 10,000 people. By a lot of cheering. Like a lot of people. It was like I was watching. I watched a ridiculous amount of soccer this weekend. I watched 
Liverpool versus Bournemouth, which shouldn't have been an entertaining game, but yet it was. I watched the second half of Tottenham versus... Not Chelsea. No. Tottenham versus Man City. And I watched... Why would you want to watch that? Because it's soccer and it's on my television and I'm sitting on the floor organizing three years worth of documents. I don't know. But... And then on Sunday, I watched the... This is at this point me just listing soccer matches I watched. I watched the entire Sounders match, which congratulations, you guys finally A, got a point, and B, scored a goal. So congratulations on that. Um, and then I watched the bonkers match that was NYCFC at Atlanta. Oh, man. That so game. that game was very entertaining, and I hate how entertaining that game was because I hate both of those teams. Okay. Hate's not a, is a strong word. I hate Atlanta. I'm not a... F- I, 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 I don't like NYCFC, but I cheered for them because I hate Atlanta with the passion of 10,000 sons. But Timothy Way. I can't wait to see more. I hope he gets more time with PSG going forward, especially considering... They were crowned champions of France this week, and they've they pretty much have nothing else to play for because they're out of the um the Champions League, and I'm not sure what's going on in the French League Cup. I didn't even know they had that. I thought they just automatically gave that to PSG. Which, by the way, did you know this is an FA Cup weekend? Which made me very sad to realize. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Very upsetting. So, but yeah, that's U.S. versus Paraguay. You got anything else to say about that, or shall we move on to the women's utter domination of Mexico? I actually have a couple other things to say. Um, Please say. I thought it was good on these, these young players to keep their cool when... It, it really started to hit the fan because they really frustrated this Paraguayan team. They, they this Paraguayan team, they, they really started to get frustrated and make complaints and get really in the face of the referee. And I thought it was really cool on these young players to keep their cool. And also, um, I thought they really did well to contain Almiron, which a lot of MLS clubs can't do. Also, uh, one last note. I think it is worth knowing that uh, the men's national team has given up one goal since Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, but that's like the equivalent of saying you gave up very little losses in battle after winning World War Two. We basically... We basically choked when it counted. And it's funny because my neighbor, I, I, I spent, as you know, and I'm going to tell the pot, the podcast listeners, I spent the better part of my weekend between the MLS and Premier League matches painting my lanai, which is a back porch in Florida, and my garage with 
some epoxy so that it looks super pretty and feels super nice when you walk on it. But my neighbor actually stopped by and asked me why my garage had been, or my the contents of my garage, including my refrigerator, had been sitting on my my driveway for the better part of two days. And it turns out he had at one point played for DC United's um, second team in the 90s. And he was telling me that his theory about why the U.S. didn't qualify for the World Cup is because they didn't want to go to Russia, which I respect that kind of conspiracy theory because I, too, want to know who killed JFK, truly killed JFK. But I still think it's a matter of we didn't try hard enough. And the fact that we're trying hard enough now makes it all the worse. We should have been playing the kids 9 to 12 months ago, not when it counted the most. Don't get me started on the fact that Dom Dwyer should have been called up in October so that he would have actually put in a goal. And I hate to say it, but Clint Dempsey w- wouldn't have hit it off the goalpost. Ten ti- nine times out of ten, Dom Dwyer puts it in the goal instead of puts it off the crossbar. And you hear the bitterness in my voice. I can taste it. It's pungent. <laughs> let's move on to the women, shall yeah, we? So let's talk about the women. Uh, for the women, it was pretty much business as usual. Just taking Mexico off to the curb and letting them bite it first and then stomping on it. <laughs> pretty sure that the u.s women scored more goals in these two matches than the men scored in all of qualifying that is that is probably accurate it's probably pretty close (laughs) although we scored four goals against panama in october so who knows but yeah um I think it's fair to say that a lot of these women are the same women we'll see for qualifying for France this fall. I feel like it's unfair to even make them qualify at this point, though, because you know darn well that the U.S. is going to qualify. It's not like with the men where we're, we're not the best team in the world. The U.S., is the best team in the world without question it's been proven time and time again and even with the heartbreak of 2011 against japan we're the best we've we've done so well and our women are so invested despite the the mediocre state of our domestic women's league i think that it's a I would almost be willing to bet a good amount of money that we not only make it, but we have an incredible tournament in France. Mm -hmm. No sleep till France 2019. You can hear about it all here on American Soccer Broadcast. Oh, yes. And I guess the final score overall, it was 10 to 4. 10 to 4. U.S. 
they uh, scored one goal in that first match and three in the second match. There you go. I have nothing else to say. I, yeah, I, neither do I because, like I said, it was pretty much business as usual. But one last note, uh, congratulations, Carly Lloyd, for her 100th goal for the national team. And the best statistic out of that is, I believe it was, I don't think this is the exact number, but at least 55, I think it was 57, but I'm not positive. I read this on Twitter. 55 of those 100 goals came after the age of 30 for her, which I didn't even know Carly Lloyd was in her 30s. So that was very impressive. That That is just... That is aging gracefully. Amen to that. So, and good I, on I'm going to say, good on her indeed. And I'm going to say this because I, I, we don't have a ton, ton of fans, but I, I'm a little subconscious of this because I don't, I'm not a very good women's soccer fan, unfortunately. And I'm actually going to my first NWSL match this weekend. Was it the Pride? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm doing I'm doing a double header this weekend. I'm doing um Orlando City on Saturday, Orlando Pride on Sunday. It's going to be a good weekend. But we we've talked about the women a little bit on this podcast, but when was the last time they honest to god? I mean, would you truly call the She Believes Cup a competitive match? Well, you're for the She Believes Cup. You're playing against three of the other best teams in the world. Yes, but all three of those teams are from Europe. It's not like a Confederations Cup. If you ask me, it's not a official competitive match. I would agree that it is a competitive match, but it's set up so that the U.S. can win even though we didn't win it last year because we were basically starting all kids. But my thought is that the She Believes Cup, if anything, should be the Confederations Cup of Women's Soccer and should only and should be played in other countries. I think the She Believes Cup should be played in England or France next time around. I would agree to that. I would like to see that very much, even if U.S. soccer co-sponsors it with the fa so but all this to say i i think that this podcast this is actually our 10th podcast we'll be celebrating our 10th podcast and i'm pretty sure this is also our six month anniversary so i feel like i should have gotten you something but i didn't but it's the thought that counts I think that we, I have felt that we haven't been focusing too much on the women right now, and that's mostly because the women are mostly playing friendlies right now, and they haven't even started their World Cup qualifying or anything right, like anything truly controversial has happened. But as as we go into this World Cup cycle for the men, and as we suffer through the entire summer without the men's national team playing, I think we're going to see 
a lot more coverage from this podcast in the summer and the fall of the women. So exactly, especially are, as are, they get into qualification. Yep, our few uh, fans that are listening and know have had this thought. We are we are working on it. I will actually watch matches going forward. It'll be okay. So, anything else to say about the women, Jordan? I think that pretty much covers it. This is normally where we would have our sponsorship break, but we don't have a sponsor despite the all the companies we have already mentioned. So, let's move on to domestic. You want to go top, bottom to top or top to bottom this time around? Let's go bottom to top. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Because the 2013 World Series was an artisanal moment in my life. Um, if you don't get that reference, then you probably actually have a life. But the, the thing about USLD3 is that they're expanding. No further expansions have been officially announced. But they're, but they're exploring markets. And you're particularly excited, yes. Jordan, aren't you? Uh, uh, USL D3 is taking second trips to Lansing, Michigan, and Toledo, Ohio. There's a Toledo in Ohio? Yes. Huh, today I learned. I thought Toledo was the club in Arizona. <laughs> I just got the quite the funny face from Jordan. Um... This shows how much I actually know about the state of Ohio. I know three cities in Ohio. Actually, four, technically, because both my parent my parents actually met in a small community in Ohio called Cedarville. Um, of course, that has a lot to do with you being a Michigan fan. Hail. No, believe it or not. I, okay, we're going to sidebar this because I have to address this. I'm a Michigan Wolverines fan who, by the way, since we last podcasted, made it to the championship game of the NCAA tournament and lost because, of course, they did. Because it's Villanova. Because it's Villanova, and I had no anticipation that we were going to beat Villanova. But I'm a Michigan fan, believe it or not, and I told you this when I was in Lansing last summer with you, but... Because my grandparents met at in Lansing, Michigan, at the University of Michigan State, which I don't think it's called Mich- University of Michigan State. It's just called Michigan State. But because of this, my uncle and my father decided they were going to rebel against my grandfather and cheer for Michigan Wolverines. And that has been passed down to me. And that is why, right above my head here in the cookie cave right now, there is a Michigan Wolverine foam head and a Michigan Wolverine foam claw. So, hail. Go blue. So, anyway. But, USLD3 is making all kinds of trips. Since we have last podcasted, our friends up in Lakeland, Florida also received a visit to the USLPDL Lakeland Tropics. Lakeland Tropics organization is basically a shoe in if you ask me, 
because not only is there a team already in place in the USL, but they're actually, they are technically a major league team too with their MISL team. Major, is it MISL? Major League Indoor Soccer. MLIS, whatever. Major League Indoor Soccer Team, the Lakeland Tropics. So they're basically a shoe-in, and I've actually at the USL to Fort Myers organization, as I like to call us, even though it's literally a website and a Twitter account, and two guys in a bar, but we have become friends with their supporters group, so it's going to be a friendly rivalry when we're both in the USL D3 in 2019. Also, they made us a nice little graphic. They did make us a nice nice little graphic. So tell us about your visit, my friend, because you're getting in on this too. Uh, Yes. Uh, Apparently, USL D3 is looking very hard at uh, looking at Lansing. And I remember at one game at a Lansing United match, Last season, I remember the owner coming up to the supporters group and telling us that he was very in very intense conversations with USL D3 and explaining what their requirements were for uh, markets, stadiums, uh, as far as uh, income. But yes, uh, USL D3. Michigan State, I mean, that's a ton of students right there. You get even a couple of percent of those students out to games. You're, you're, you're painting the town red. Mm-hmm. It's a university town, no different than Columbus. Exactly. Hashtag save the crew. So, do you, have you been in contact with the ownership and with the supporters since about this? Have they said anything about... I. Their chances or that visit? It is mostly uh, focusing on the upcoming season in the PDL. And don't they have a women's team in the second division? Yes. Uh, For the first time, Lansing United will be fielding a women's team in the United Women's Soccer League. Which is the second tier of U.S. women's soccer, correct? Correct. And they're operated, believe it or not, by USL, which again points to the fact that why Lansing United transferred from the NPSL to the USL PDL. So you guys are just setting yourself up for all kinds of success, especially when it comes to promotion and relegation. But again, I'm going to tease that. We'll have that debate eventually. And... I guess one last note, um, USL D3 is, I guess, holding meetings about looking at markets out west. The good news is they already have an anchor club out west with... Tucson. I was going to say Toledo, which is ironic, but yes, Tucson, because that's how good I am with names. But Tucson, which we talked about previously with their structure with phoenix rising fc so again 
the USL is going west, and now we're going to get USL D3 going west. So we shall see what those conversations render. We have, is it just you, is it just me, or do you and I both have like a mad crush on USL D3? I think that's fair. That is definitely fair. And I I, I would say that they have a crush on us as well. They do tend to like us. We've we've received some love for them. So, Mr. Short, we respect you. And Aaron, we we know you at least see our tweets. If you ever want to come on the pod, you have a standing invitation, my my friends. You guys are champions of soccer in the US of A, and we would love to have you. So, shall we move on to the second division? Let's do it. I'm not talking about the NASL because no one's heard from them since because, well, NASL. The USL. You've already talked a little bit about them, actually, on, yes, we did. on this podcast with the Indy 11. Yes. Uh, talk about Cincinnati? Well, we have we have two clubs to talk about. I will I b- agree that we should start with Cincinnati. I'm not going to fact check this. But I read on Twitter, the city of Cincinnati um, council voted 5-4 in favor of the new stadium complex. This doesn't mean that it's officially a done deal, but it approved it for not for the one across the river, Jordan, mind you. This is Mm -hmm. for the one in downtown Cincinnati. In the West End neighborhood, which is right there in downtown. Which would be huge. If they can build I, it there, it's... It's a done deal. That's just, it. I, that, that's just, it. Just give Cincinnati the MLS expansion now. We've been reading the rumors for weeks that Dom Dwyer is basically saying, here it is, but no official announcement. I think we're going to get a... I, I not only think that we're going to get the... FC Cincinnati announcement in shorter amount of time than we got the Miami to MLS announcement, but I think we're going to get FC Cincinnati in MLS long before Miami joins the league. Oh, yes. Even though they'll be announced later. It's it's one of those those cases where if they can build the stadium... They're going to sell out every single time, just like at Nipper Stadium. Well, and the funny thing is that Nipper, they have to go through the university. I've talked several times about the legendary figure that I met at the Orlando um, U.S. Men's National Team match that was a huge FC Cincinnati fan and a member of AO Cincinnati. But he was describing to me the fact that have you ever did you ever see the March video yes. of from the USL semifinal? Mm-hmm. Or not USL, the um Open US Cup. Open Cup sem- semifinal? That they, March they started go through a, the campus. Apparently I've told you this already, or you already I, knew I've it, seen the video. They go all the way through the campus around all of Nippert Stadium, and then they go into the Bailey. And it's incredible, the atmosphere. 
and it's not it's not one of these they got they bought into it like la or nycfc or atlanta especially atlanta but it's one of these grassroots clubs they're not going to have a football stadium full you're never going to see them sell out or sell ten dollar tickets to fill the lower two bowls of the Cincinnati Bengals football stadium, but you are going to see 25 to 30,000 passionate fans, which is bring by their far own. the leading attendance numbers in USL. Yeah. And it's, and, it's and, not and even close clubs as well. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you have Columbus, which is being plagued not only by the weather, but by controversy. And you've got, all these northern clubs that struggle through the months of March, April, and oftentimes May because the the northwest is horrible when it comes to weather, which is why I live in the wonderful southwest Florida area. But when you've got these fans coming out like they do in Cincinnati, I mean, that, that town, literally, the river catches fire. And it's... It's a or is market, that Cleveland? Which is, is that it's, Cleveland or Cincinnati where the river catches fire? They they do set the river on fire for fireworks. Okay, that's what I thought. They also do that in Louisville as well. Well, but Louisville. Here's the thing. It's it's amazing because this is a market that's been dominated by the NFL Bengals and Major League Baseball Reds. And, and Ohio State Buckeyes as well. Boo. But. I'm shocked you didn't cheer for your Reds. Well, well when we're 2-13 and 13 in the first two weeks of the season. And they say. I, I can laugh, but, but the Cubs aren't but we, doing But we so trade hard. off all our players, and when they start to get good. But I'm not bitter. So what you're saying is that the Reds are the Southampton of Major League Baseball. Yes. Circle is a square. But but this is a market that sports market that's been dominated by uh football and baseball and college football. And it's the same way with uh Indianapolis. A market that's been dominated by NFL Colts and NBA Pacers and it same thing with Nashville and Atlanta. These are sports markets that have been dominated by uh, other sports, especially football, but they still fill all fill their stadiums. And that's and it's funny because there's passionate sports fans, whereas you've got Portland, where if you put a lacrosse team in Portland, you would get ten thousand people to turn out because portland loves their sports teams period which is why they lead the nwsl in in attendance but really the only other professional sports team as they have is the trailblazers and they love them too even though they suck but it's the portland okay this is going to be a really funny analogy that you're going to hate but portland is to orlando because all orlando has is they had all before that all they had was the magic now that we've got the magic and the 
Orlando City Soccer Club and the Pride and a football stadium that people play in sparingly, but we have the same thing. Oh, and don't forget the national champions, UCF. So that's the most controversial thing I've said all podcast. But Orlando is to Portland as Seattle is to Atlanta in every way because Portland is below, is south of Seattle. Same thing with Atlanta and Orlando. And they both hate each other. Uh-huh. But yeah, USL chugging right along. The early season has been looking good. And they just made a transition along with MLS to a new streaming service. You want to talk about that before we... Let's talk about that amazing it? streaming service that ESPN has debuted Um, This past Thursday, April 12th, ESPN, after many months of drumming up support and talking about it, finally debuted their, their the Disney company the Walt Disney Company's first streaming service, ESPN Plus, for $5 a month or $50 a year, which saves you 10 bucks, you can stream every single MLS match, aside from blackouts, every USL match, one free baseball game a day. And one free, one free hockey game as well, I think. I believe it's, NBA and hockey also have won games, even though a majority of hockey is licensed by NBC, including the currently ongoing NHL playoffs. But Which you can watch every game on Hulu now. Which is true, because Hulu is owned by the Universal, which Universal is owned by Comcast. And Comcast also owns NBC. So, there you go. It's all a monopoly. Uh, yeah. But, which is ironic because ESPN has all the rights to soccer, yet you never see soccer on ABC. Just on ESPN. Even when Fox wants to get a lot of their matches out there, they put them on Fox proper. You never see the ESPN matches on ABC. But you see plenty of basketball. Yeah, but despite that, here's the thing. ESPN also released a new app with this. Beautiful app. A lot more graphically intuitive, easier to use, better eye. The biggest thing, and I'm, you're talking to a programmer here, so... You'll get this from me. I love the icons. They're much more colorful. They're much more engaging. They tell you what you need to know. The The positioning of the scores, the positioning of the teams, very cool. Very good UI design. And across the board, it, it looks like this on Chromecast. It looks like this on, on the Fire Stick. There's a Xbox and a PlayStation app coming. All looks great, even on iOS and Android. In case you can't tell, he's a nerd. Yeah. It's not like I hosted a tech podcast before this or anything. But the and the app is great, and the streaming is incredible because it's at 1080p at 60 frames per second. That's not an easy feat to do in streaming. Netflix doesn't even do that yet, even though they can do 4K 
on some devices. But my one gripe with this new app that the streaming's perfect. The streaming is a steal. If you if you at all watch sports, you need to spend five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year. You can you can spend one or two less. I'm going to sound like a guy in a church asking for money. You can give up one coffee a week to watch ESPN. Bottom line, it's bottom line, it's cheaper than MLS Live, and you ne- and you'll get not only soccer but you'll get uh, other sports as well. Exactly, and so. you get the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Champions League, the um, the championship, all the championship matches, and the FA Cup. No, not the FA Cup. Sorry, not the FA Cup. The World Cup as well, because World Cup will be on ESPN. In Spanish, though, right? Because the English broadcast in the U.S. is Fox, and the Spanish broadcast is ESPN. So, my one gripe with all of that is the fact that even in this new update, yes, ESPN added NWSL. They didn't add USL to their... Um, to their favorites for their league favorites and for their team favorites. So I can't go in and get updates on my favorite NASL team. You mean USL? I can't go in and get updates on my favorite USL team. And when USL D3 starts in 2019, same thing. That it's the that's why USL D three is so engaging because they have a media outlet on day one. I mean, shoot, the Chicago Fire, their main broadcast is on ESPN Plus. So, you got anything to anything else to talk about in the second division or about ESPN Plus? I will be sending you my login, my friend. You are a that, saint. That is my six-month anniversary to you. You are a saint. I, I know this is going to get a lot of... I'm going to get you to be mad about this, and I know you have a raid coming up in about ten minutes, so I'm going to say it quick. Have you caught Zlatan fever yet? I will say this. His goal, his first ever goal in MLS, that was just... Absolutely beautiful. I, he I caught, don't want to. He caught that volley perfectly. Literally at the end of the center circle. That Taylor Twellman's call of that, by the way, might be in the top five most iconic calls in the history of MLS. Oh come on, come on! That's brilliant. I would almost say that the Sky Sports broadcast was. You sent me that broadcast, and I didn't watch it. What was it? It was that that goal in, I believe it was German, Sweden, uh, in Univision, and Sky Sports, Brazilian, just all these different broadcasting and commentators commentating on that same goal. You gotta love the fact that Zlatan is what gets everybody excited about the LA Galaxy again. He Zlatan is definitely the opposite of 
Steven Gerrard. But then again, he also has not, has won trophies for Manchester United. Wait, did he? Yeah, no, he did. He won the FA Cup. Yep. He has won trophies for Manchester United, whereas Steven Gerrard hasn't won a trophy for Liverpool in years. So, yes, I just dissed my own favorite club. Let's move on. You, you always have the Istanbul. Oh, we'll always have Istanbul. But I've caught Zlatan fever. He's already scored three goals in three games. I think he's he's going to contribute to MLS in a positive way. He's not going to make this a retirement home. He's going to work. So, uh, Do you want to talk about the upcoming matches for the national teams? Let's do it. Uh, next game for the men, they'll be playing Bolivia in Talon Energy Stadium at Philadelphia on May 28th. Oh, cool. I didn't realize that was coming up this soon. I thought that match wasn't going to be played until right before the World Cup, but cool. Looking forward to that. I, I'm hoping, one thing I do hope out of that is I hope we see Christian Pulisic. I want to see basically the lineup we saw against Paraguay, but with Christian Pulisic in the middle. I honest to God think that if you put Christian Pulisic and Tim Timothy Way on the same field at the same time, you're going to see the future. Mm-hmm. Also, one thing I would not mind seeing is C.J. Sapong scoring in Philadelphia. That would make me feel good and would definitely not at all make me bitter about the fact that Dom Dwyer didn't play in Orlando. Can you taste the bitterness in my voice? Yes. I would like to see C.J. Sapong score too, if nothing else, to give him some confidence, not only for the sake of Philadelphia, who Orlando gave a bare-bottom spanking of 2-0 to zero to this past weekend, but to also see him succeed and ultimately generate a very positive starter for the men's national team. Yep. And was it announced today? It was officially announced today by the Italian FA, but not by the U.S. men's national team, that we will be playing a friendly against Italy during the November international break and also england england has also been rumored today and i'm sure we will hear confirmations here in the next week or so so So. yes we'll we'll be playing we have a lot of high profile opponents coming up it's ironic though because italy is in is basically the u.s of uefa they aren't in the tournament this year and that's that's devastating because Italy is a they're a powerhouse they are a top three in the world powerhouse where soccer is a religion there I mean you saw what happened during the Champions League this week with oh my yes oh my yes the president of Roma literally jumped in a 400 year old fountain and paid a 500 euro fine worth it Totally worth it. And then 
that's it. It's just England, Italy, and Bolivia between now and the end of the year, right? Also, France and Ireland. Oh, yes. I forgot about the trip across the pond. France and Ireland right before the World Cup. Oh, that's before. I thought it was after. It is right before the World Cup. So we have some soccer to look forward to. It's just also going to be a lab experiment to see who we're going to send to 2022. Yep. Again, I want to see Christian Pulisic. Also, the ladies. They also have two more games coming up this summer. Uh, I would assume preparing for the qualification this fall. Two games against China. I look forward to those. Those will actually probably be more entertaining than the men's games, which really isn't saying much lately because the women, I honest to God would love, you know what they should do? U.S. soccer right after the World Cup should do a men versus women. I'm literally coming up with this off the cuff, a men versus women match. And if the women win, they change up the contracts. The women get paid the men's salaries and the men get paid the women's salaries. Amen. I think that should be a thing. I think they should sell 50,000 tickets to it at Levi Stadium just to tick you off. And that that should be the stakes. I would, I, I think they would get more as many views as MLS Cup. And it would be on Fox proper. And it would be incredibly entertaining. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I literally just came up with that in my hungry state. Because I haven't eaten yet. But we shall see. Last thoughts my friend. Because if not I think you have a raid to get to. I do have a Destiny raid to get to. I would like to finish off with my moment of zen. I like zen. And in this, I would like to uh, give a man of the match honorable mention for the the Paraguay match. <laughs> to Novakovic's mother. Go on. I don't know what this is going, folks. So Novakovic's mother and his entire family picked up everything drove from Wisconsin to Cary, North Carolina just to watch Novakovic in his first ever game with the national team. Yes, I remember this. I w- in the second half, he came on and his mother, who, if my memory serves me correctly, is also his grandmother because she raised him. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? I did not. I'm not aware of this. If my mem- if my reading was correct, his mother was actually his grandmother because she raised him. And she, like you said, I didn't know about the. We're putting this t- story together. She drove all the way from Wisconsin to see her son play for her for his country. And they showed her on ESPN, no, Fox Sports 1, crying, dressed in red, white, and blue. And that definitely, you're making me remember this. Good call, my friend. Definitely so that, a shout that's out my, to her. 
That's my moment of zen. Honorable man of, or woman of the match. Honorable mention. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a moment of zen slash ecstasy slash I love this kid. I've said his name once on the pod before. I'm gonna say it again. Chris Mueller, University of Wisconsin, also Wisconsin, selected sixth overall in the MLS draft this year, MLS Super Draft, by the Orlando City Soccer Club, has scored two goals in in the last two weeks. One goal literally ignited a comeback from a 2-0 deficit to win 3-2, his goal came in the 75th minute, which sparked two more goals that led to a win in dramatic fashion. And then he scored a second securing goal this week against Philadelphia. This kid has not played any other pro ball, and he's coming in and breaking down the doors of MLS. He's got two goals in six games. He's got incredible shots, incredible presence. He's got incredible energy. And I don't know, Jordan, if you've seen this, but he has earned the name Cash Mueller, which led to his first celebration being just a run back to the center circle, followed by celebrating with his team by sliding past his entire team on a go-ahead goal. And then this week, he did the Ronaldo turnaround, followed by... The cash money sign. I love this kid. I want to see him go to Europe. I'm going to make that call now. I want to see him not not like go to Europe like for a club. I want to see him make the trip against France before the World Cup. If nothing else to see what he's made of. I love him. Love you. Love you, Chris. With that, I think this has been a podcast. Jordan, why don't you talk talk us out? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, actually, as J-R-A-Y Hawkins. Tweeting mostly about my frustrations about the current state of Seattle Sounders. Uh, I'll probably be tweeting about Champions League. Uh, upcoming USL, PDL, other matches, uh, all around just general soccer. And, of course, you can find me in many, many, many different places. I am on Twitter tweeting about technology, Orlando City Soccer Club's three wins in three games, uh, the men's national team, Liverpool in the semifinal of the Champions League, and... All other sports, including the NFL draft, where I pray that we at Chicago will actually pick up some good players. I'm also gracing the pages of OrlandoLionsDen.com, where I post a weekly column called Now That the Story Grows, discussing the story of Orlando City Soccer in the 2018 and beyond season. And I have graced, I recently was on a full episode of their podcast and a, I contribute my weekly writer's takes, which I will actually be recording right after this podcast. So 
I'm everywhere. I'm also on Instagram. And you can find both of us at ASB Podcast on Twitter and American Soccer Broadcast on Facebook. This has been the American Soccer Broadcast. Go support your local team. Cheer for soccer in the USA. And party on, people. Be excellent to each other.